Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Financial. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, in for Kathy Cook Noble today. And today we are going to be discussing whether or not we can afford our relationships. Right? So cost before, during, and after being a duo, the cost of being single versus being a duo, and the cost of our relationship as a duo. Right? Because things cost more sometimes. So let's find out what is cost effective. Can money buy love? I know, it sounds like a topic we talked about. Can money buy happiness? That was a debate there a few weeks ago, whether money buys happiness, happiness buys love, uh, or money. But can money buy love? Well, not quite. The survey reveals it'll definitely cost us a little bit to keep it. So a recent study, National Endowment for Financial Education and YourTango.com, found 89% of people who've been in relationships spend more when they're in one. You might be thinking, how? How do I spend more when I'm in one versus being by myself? We're going to talk about that today. But 89% spend more when you're in a relationship. Just a matter of buying flowers, buying chocolates. We do different things when we're single versus when we're not. How about clothing? How many of you go out buy a new outfit? How about getting your done? or going professionally getting it done up, or going more frequently, or child. How many of you have broken up in a relationship, gone out, and probably women more so than men, but men do. How many go out, get your hair done a different color, different style, different cut, different makeup, different clothing, lose weight. We tend to get relationships, but we lose it after we lose the, I don't know, 150-pound guy or gal, we, right? So um, it can cost more to make ourselves more available. Seventy percent of people spend six hundred dollars or more annually, and about fourteen percent of that amount is about thirty-six hundred or annually when in a relationship. So on average, fourteen percent of people—sorry, we spend fourteen percent more—and seventy percent of people spend about thirty-six or so more a relationship per year so we spend more right and to impress somebody or we want to change who we are not not inside of physically you might want to change something about yourself because maybe it doesn't work or maybe the person geez i really like short hair i really like straight hair i really like black hair and you might think you know what i want to be a lot really blonde so you might be that you might hairstyle it different put it up wear it down Use your straightener, use your curling iron, using your spiralizer. And you might not go to all that. Maybe you're like, as a single person, we might wear more lipstick or even more makeup. Or we might change our clothing or we might drop more than the 150 pounds. Left. So we might drop some of our own weight, right? 57% of men 18 to 34 claim to spend on experiences that they can, things that they can do with their significant other, whether it's going out to dinner, going on a date, going on a little vacation. So when in a relationship, 57% of men, 18 to 34, spend more, compared to about 41% overall. 
So it looks like the percentages are there favoring us spending more in a relationship. And of course you're going to, right? More effort. Once we get comfortable with someone, we tend not to spend as much, even though even with someone, you do spend more. There is more more on the finances, more money in as a duo, more money that might go out as a duo, right? And sometimes we save. Some things are cost effective. Love can be a lot of things. It can be blind. We know the saying. It can be patient. It can be kind. And yes, as it turns out, it's expensive too. But we do it because that's the way we're built to be in relationships. We want to be with somebody. So we want to look at the financial issue often it too because believe it or not, it might cost more, but you can save more and we can save. So the rest of a date today. So let's say, let's see, you want to go out for dinner. So the two of you go to a nice restaurant. You might share a bottle of wine or a couple of drinks and maybe your movies. That's about $105 on average. And that's the average a single person uh, might spend on dating, uh, according to the about 1600 in 2016, according to Match's annual survey of more than 1,000 people, the average single person spent about 1600 bucks. So if we're going out with a, it's about double. But you might share that, right? So maybe I will pay once and then you'll pay once or we'll share. We don't usually go Dutch on dates, but one will pay. doesn't mean that we both can't jump in and pay every other time. Uh, so while many couples commit to spend their significant other, we're also committing to spending more money. Seven out of ten, about 69% of people, say they spend more money while in a relationship versus when they are single. You don't go out much, right? You might go out maybe to the bars or to an event, a single event, something like that. But when it gets into duos, we do spend more, right? We might take turns. And this is true for men. Seven percent of men said that they spend more in a relationship, uh, versus about 58% of women. So men uh, take a little bit more of that on us, which is okay. I'm all right with that. So single people pay more in income taxes and pay significantly more for housing and health care if for your health care. And over a lifetime, it does add up. So when you do have a significant other, a spouse, things tend to not cost as much. You stay the same amount for your mortgage. Say it's 1000 a month. Now you have... That cut in half because you're each paying. And sometimes health care costs bundling up can be cheaper. Right? We do have our own single health care system. We each have our own special health care number. We get our care in the United States or somewhere else that might might not have a health care system. You might be paying into that. Sometimes when you have a family plan, and it's the same if you buy your, your life, in, life insurance, health insurance, additional insurance, sometimes a plan is a lot cheaper. Right. For instance, we can purchase in Canada, if you want a doctor, spend a set amount for the year for your family. That might cover lost appointments, missed appointments, um, specialty uh, things that I might need, such as doctor's notes, forms filled. And I can do that on a family plan for a couple hundred, and that's a lot cheaper than doing, say, $25 a time. So as long as it's feasible, it can work out. So sometimes it could be in a duo or more. So at first, it seems like a budget no-brainer. Half the rent, right? The mortgage, yeah. But what happens if it doesn't work out? The exit cost can be really high. Let's say you break up. You're just throwing out half your You may have to sell your matrimonial home or buy the other person out if you want to stay in the home. What if, it, what if you built your dream home? It seems to me, and it just happened with a girl that I know, her and her husband built their dream home, saved I tell you, a perfect couple. You'd have never thought anything. 
beautiful children live. They've been married decades, built their brand new home, saw the pictures. Oh my gosh, things are great. Boom. They're divorcing. The stress of building a home is very difficult. And I know it's great. We're going to build our dream home. We're going to have a great life. But holy crap, what the heck? If I build my dream home with my spouse, I'm telling you right now, boot up his out. There's no way I'm leaving my dream home. I'll buy him out. I'm going to have to come up with the money. It's a sad thing that you go through such a, such a stressful situation to get what you really did. And then in the end, you find out, gosh, you know, this isn't working out. So it happens. The exit costs economical. Half the furniture goes. Half your investments go, half the money. If you stay in the house, guess what? You got to replace the furniture. You're still paying the heat, the hydro, the you're still paying your cell phone. You're still paying for your satellite or your cable or your Android box, which is running that. So you're still paying all that. Only you're doing it alone now. So in and let's not even talk about if you kids. Who gets the kids? What about spousal support as well? What if your spouse gave up something for you? What if you own a business? I own a business, AC Development and Training Plus, Inc. It's mine. I'm not sharing that. And uh, really, if you are in that situation, it's your business. You're bringing in things. There's nothing wrong up on both sides. Or if you don't have one, a post not. You have to protect yourself. You don't go into marriage thinking, I'm going to divorce. Or I'm going to divorce this girl. You go in it all in love. Everything's great. Roses are coming, not yippee-yay. But the fact of the matter is, people change Goals change, situations change, and sometimes marriages don't work out. That's why we have divorce. It sucks. I get it. Breaking up sucks. Divorce sucks. Separation sucks. But you have to protect yourself. So wake up, half of everything's gone. Someone's got to move immediately. God, I don't want to live with the guy, okay? Any breakups I've had, I certainly don't want to be with that guy, and I don't want to live with them. Oh, my God. I'd probably go for murder. Oh, no, don't do that. So eventually you have to hire movers or someone does. I've gone through a couple of those, couple of divorces, couple of breakups, couple of common laws. Common law, not as marriage, because really you can live common law and I guess you could go to court and fight it. But at times it's not as bad. But when kids are involved, marriage is involved, that little piece of paper, you go through four of them, you've probably spent the equivalent of a down payment on a home or a huge bachelor studio in a beautiful place, right? And you can't get kicked out of that. It's yours. So it adds up. But we still do it because we want love. We all want somebody in our lives. We want the relationship. There's certain things a person brings to you that you just can't get for yourself. So as long as we're tallying up to being in relationships and breaking up or being single, let's see what being in a relationship is us back. Right? Food. So when you prepare your own food, you're all by yourself. It's a different, right? So we don't buy as much. We can probably cook one day and eat leftovers for you, right? Pretty easy to cook only twice a week. You're not getting as much food because it's just you. So you can probably cook a couple times for the whole week. You can probably make your lunches. We don't tend to go out as much. Um, and you don't have to hide your favorite snacks. You don't have to eat them up quick. I found that I had to eat quicker with someone around who likes what I like because I wouldn't get any. And, of course, I tend to wait. So... You know, he's nice and thin, and I'm like looking like roly-poly over there. We're looking like a number 10 sitting together. On but now, you know, being single at this time, I don't have to do that. I don't have to worry about that. And when you don't have to do that or basically eat for more than one, the weight does come off. So it's a little more expensive to be with someone than it isn't. How about grooming? Right? It's up for a debate 
whether having regularly or trying to find a new partner requires more attentive grooming. Right? So maybe you have to do a few things. Um, but marriage involves keeping someone in love with you for the rest of your life or in a relationship that has its longevity. So we still want to keep up our appearance. We still want our grooming. Maybe you don't like a man with a little bit of a stubble, but a single man might go, hey, man, I'm going to do what I You're not kissing me with that face, right? I tend to like him a little bit cleaner and smoother, right? So more grooming, more on shaving cream, more on supply tub in the shower, more on razors, right? Because we keep ourselves looking good. Um, sleeping. Of all the expectations of long-term monogamy, is there anything than sharing your bed with someone? The stakes are so high. What if they're a night owl? You're not. What if they're an early riser and you're not? Oh, my goodness. Could you love a teeth grinder? A snorer? A mumbler? How about someone who kicks and moves all around all night and might kick or hit you right out of the bed? They don't even know they're doing it. So there's so many variables that could compromise your sleep. And that affects your relationship, and not just personally, professionally, because you cannot function productively without proper sleep. So what's the cost? It's priceless. And then there's additional costs. What if it's a temperature issue? Do you like the air on, the window open, the heat higher, the lower? I mean, do we go to separate bedrooms? It's kind of like living a single life, isn't it? Do you want separate bedrooms of the person that you love, or do you want to share the bed, but, God, you could just cut their head off and shove it up sometimes. So, I mean, it all adds up, and we want this to work, so sometimes we have to compromise. What if you want to stay with the person? My God, and you don't like them, but you love them, right? Been there, done that. Couples therapy. No more expensive than regular regular therapy, but you could spend 200 bucks a week, and you try and make things work out. Maybe you don't communicate well. Maybe you communicate really well once a week at the therapist, and then you get along the other six days a week. That might be a great lifestyle for you. That would work out fantastic. But you're going to pay $800 to $1,000 a month. And, of course, the last thing about their family. You're not marrying their family. You're not marrying their their, their siblings, their children. What if they have children? What if you have children? What if they don't like each other? You know, mine, yours, and ours. What if we have children? Don't like you. You don't like me. I mean, it's terrible. And then you have a child that shares both parents and nobody likes it. And, of course, that can be expensive. Over a million and a half dollars from the time you give birth, time you send that kid off to the world. Let's hope to God you're not sending them off at 40. I know a few still under mama's wing at 40-something years old. Still can't function. But the family you marry into becomes your family. And that could be trying or that could be wonderful. So holidays, now you're buying more, more anxiety, more money. You're bouncing back and forth. Sometimes we're changing our traditions. So it is a lot of compromise. So on that note, let's go to the first break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about some money involved when you're dating. You are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. 
Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen, and today we are discussing the cost of our relationships, whether that's being a duo or being a single, there are still costs involved. So looking at the financial aspect of dating, so one year, this is based on one year, so you go out once a month on a nice fancy date, so it could be a dinner, it could be tickets, it might be a movie, a couple of drinks, a show, Right, you're looking at four thousand dollars. That's one a month for a year. Uh, you go on twenty-four casual dates, two a month. So takeout dinners, some coffee, Netflix subscription because you're going to watch movies at the house. You're going to buy your junk food or maybe your health snacks. I don't know. Um, so you might go on two of those a month. That's about five hundred and fifty bucks. Twelve movie dates. So you go to twelve movies. This is separate. So you just go on one movie a month. So you get your movie tickets, you get your concessions, so your pop, your chocolate, your jujubes, your popcorn. That's probably going to cost you close to 600 Maybe you go away for a weekend getaway. Two a year, you stay one night, you probably have a $100 credit card bill for the night. Depending on what you're spending it on, the excursions you're taking, you're looking at close to $1,000. Then you decide to go on a nice vacation. Let's go to Florida. That's my place. A nice vacation. Go to Florida. Seven night stay. Maybe the Caribbean. You're going to fly down. And your um, flight, your hotel, you're all inclusive. You're looking at over $3,000. There's other expenses. There's flowers. You might buy the girl. Or maybe you can buy the you might buy some new clothes, some new makeup, wear more makeup, do your hair more, so use more hair products. Uh, maybe you showered every other day, now you're doing it every day. You're grooming and trimming and shaving and cutting her. And new wardrobe because we want to look good and maybe some nice new sexy jammies, other flannel ones you have. You're probably looking again at about $3,000 a year. And then you get engaged. Oh, my gosh. That's probably about a $10,000 one-year thing. you got the ring. You've got the telling everybody about it, going out, getting your engagementers. That adds up. Then you tie the knot. Da, da, da. How wonderful. United States, it's around 30000 ish for a wedding. In Canada, uh, about 45000 That's all the trimmings, bells, whistles, the whole thing. So you're looking at... A- before tying the knot and getting engaged, you're looking at about one year of dating fee to the tune of about $12,000. And then you're going about the same amount for enrichment, and then you're heading up to the marriage. So, yeah, it's getting costly. You know, what could you do with $40,000? Could you get married on twenty? Sure. Could you get married on ten? dollars Probably. What's a down payment on a home? 
How about a car? So sometimes married, we have a nice, beautiful, big wedding, and maybe we head into debt. In the marriage, heading into debt, stress right off the bat. And don't forget, I haven't even added the honeymoon in. That's probably in where uh, five to ten. What if you want to go on a European cruise? Oh, that can get expensive. So the relationship, being in one, doesn't change the cost of what you do now as far as basic needs. doesn't change the fact that you have to pay rent. You have to pay bills. You have to shower You're for water. You're buying shampoo. You're buying soap. Your towels, whatever, the household items, cleaning supplies, that doesn't change. When you bring someone else into the relationship, you become a duo, it becomes cost-effective because you can share some things. You share household expenses. You share food costs. You might share a vehicle. So you share the gas, share the insurance. You share the house insurance or your rental insurance. You can share towel, can share soaps, hand soaps, eh? I don't know if I want to be washing my face with one because what's the last thing you wash in the shower? Oh, you know, it's your butt. What's the first thing you wash in a shower? So I'm going to go with stay away from the bars. Maybe go with the hand pumps. Shampoo. Can you share the shampoo? Right? I don't know if you're going to share razors, uh, sponges, but there are things we can share. So we can do it. We're still eating the same. We're still doing the same, but now we're sharing it. So that said... You also get to enjoy a lot of cost saving in a relationship because you bundle things, right? The food doesn't change. You're still eating the same amount you differently, but you're still eating the same amount. But now when I buy it, you can buy in bulk because it doesn't go to waste. And then you've got another person paying half the bill. So you do sometimes find a lot more efficiency with your purchases when you're in a relationship. Income, however, does equal double spending power. So it's always good to be, you have a financial plan. Talk to your financial advisor. See what the financial plan do you want. Because it tends to be that the more you make, the more you spend. So if you're coming into a relationship or you're getting into one and you're going to live together, you're going to get married, woohoo, think great, you're sharing everything, right? But you can spend more because you have more. So make sure you set a seat to invest whether it's an investment fund for your dogs, your kids, education fund, retirement fund, vacation fund. Maybe you need to buy something for the house, put an addition on because you're going to start a family. Maybe you like your house. It's a family home, an heirloom, or you bought it, you love it, it's too small. you got to put an addition on. you got to save and plan for this stuff. So there are lots of financial perks in a ship. Sharing space is great, and the buying power is great in a two-person household really want to watch that you're not spending it all and not saving it for when disaster does happen. And of course, there's one more issue involved in money coming in and sharing bills. It's called income. Make. Let's say you make 50000 a year. That's a pretty decent income. And and someone comes in, they're making 100000 Double. Are you jealous? What if it's the guy making the 100000 and the female making the 50000 So we've got a male-female relationship. The female makes 50000 the male makes 100000 Is that okay? It's okay to me. I don't care. Glad with that. <laughs> Maybe you'll spend more on me. But uh, I'm okay with that. Do we still share the bills evenly? Do you think that's fair? Do you think he should be paying more because he makes more? I don't think that's fair. It'd be up to me to go make more, right? And you, what now? Let's turn that around. What if I'm making 100000 and he's making 50000 I know men used to be the hunters, the gatherers, the printers. 
women, what's the saying? Barefoot and pregnant, raise the kids, have the baby, stay at home and work. We don't need more, folks. I have never been a stay home, barefoot, pregnant, do the household work kind of woman. Worker, always have been, cannot remember not having a job. So I've always been self-sufficient. So it seems that men have a harder time accepting that a woman would make more than them because they feel that it emasculates them. And as long as we don't make that an issue, it shouldn't be. So yeah, I don't think we need to be jealous over what people make. And we certainly don't need to penalize people for making more. Right? So enjoy what you're in. That just means they can either save a little more, treat you a little more. But it's a good thing. We're together. It's going to go to me, to us, the house, the kids, the grandkids, the dogs, the cats, the pets. So we don't want to throw it in each other's faces. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you are both okay, with what nobody made out of money. But as long as you're both okay with that, then the relationship is going to be fantastic for love, for getting along, for communication, and of course, for the wallet. So um, when it comes to spending money and socializing, singles spend 200 bucks. And and people in relationships spend about 220. So it's really different if we're all on our own. So um, we still end up being able to save money, which is $20 or so a month if you're a single. But when you're in a relationship, don't forget in half, right? So um, when you're looking for someone, settle. I know if you're single out there, you're going, man, I'm loving, I'm fine, everything's good, and there's nothing wrong with that. You have to accept yourself, love yourself, know who you are, and be a thing of who you are, know what you want, what you're looking for, and don't settle for the first guy that shows you attention. Because if he did, trust me when I tell you, there's 10 others out there that will. I'm recently single myself. By choice. Well, after 17 years of, oh my God. You know, um, ups and downs, roller coaster ride, Jekyll and Hyde. You know, the good times, the bad times. Uh, it just, we just drift apart. Right? The communication ended. And once you lose that, it's pretty much done because nothing else there. If you don't talk, then there. And eventually you're, I don't want to say your friends because that's not how you started or really that's not what you did. But friendly, I guess. There's children, you're co-parenting. And yeah, there's been quite nibbles on the fishing line here. However, I have a little bit of standards. I'm for somebody that has a job, that is self-sustaining, that has a license and a vehicle, that is a great person to communicate with who kind of likes things. What I didn't have what I settled for, right? Because kind, better opposites attract, but people that are the same kind of individuals stick together. So we had them, except unfortunately, we were just different on a professional and mental level. So it didn't work, but I'm not going to say, it's my choice to do what I'm doing right now to make myself a little bit different. And yep, change the makeup, change the hair, dropped 36 because I don't have to hoard my little treats and hide them because I don't eat as much, but I have to. And he's a skinnier kind of guy, higher metabolism, not me. So I'm out there doing more, meeting people, enjoying life. No, As my sister always says, my house is my sanctuary. It has now become my safe haven, and I love dogs. And no, they are not a substitute. But yes, I will find Mr. Right, and I know that I will, but I won't settle because when you settle, things go bad someone out there for you I promise and they will show up when you least expect it so in single life get to know yourself know what you want and wait for them 
Don't settle for the first jerk that comes along because you're afraid. There's no one else out there. I'm going to be alone the rest of my life because I promise you there is, there is someone else always is. Settling is not acceptable. There, do things that you did as a single person. I like karaoke. Buds and I are going to a karaoke night in two weeks. I can't wait. I got a ton of my single friends, even my single guy friends. We're all together. We're all going to karaoke. We're going to have a great night. We went dancing. You know, I hadn't done anything for 17 years on New Year's. Every New Year's, I kissed my dogs first. I got to kiss my single friend this year. Him and I are friends, been friends for years. But it's nothing there, and that's fine, but we're great friends. And we're all going out now to do karaoke. We're all going to go dance next month. Like, we make plans to do something at least once a month, which I didn't do for 17 years. I love to get my boogie down. I love to sing my karaoke, and yeah, I can carry a tune. And I'll tell you, everybody, you don't have to sing, but I'm telling you, go out with me, you're singing karaoke. And we have a great time. I'm going through with friends. I'm eating healthier. I join the Y. I love swimming. My and my injuries, my back feels better, my head feels clearer, and my company is more successful because I'm focusing on it. I'm not worrying about being with someone who really we don't get along. So don't settle. Get out there, and that guy is going to come along or that girl when you lease them. On that note, let's go to our second break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more money-saving tips in our relationship and the cost of being in one. So you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financial. I am Karen Cook, your guest host today, and we are discussing the cost of a relationship. So at the break, we were talking about being alone and not settling. So let's look at the other end. You, Mr. or Mrs. Wright, and you will. You will. There's someone for everyone. I firmly believe that. I've got some ones. That was just Mr. Wright for now. But I will find Mr. Wright, and I know that. I know that. So, um... It, it is obviously more expensive to be in a relationship if you have to financially support someone else. So don't do it. I did it. Not only did I make more money, I made the money. So I thought, well, you know, he's got the house, he'll care that, the dogs, the yard, the cleaning, this, that, blah, blah, blah. That kind of minimized time. But that would have been fair, wouldn't it? I'm out 
earning lots of money, taking care of everything, and whether you have a little bit of income, you're helping out. But that's how it works. So don't look at, like, I make a lot more money, so uh, you have to, don't look at it that. They're not your maid or your servant. But you should want to do that. I work less than my spouse or the person I'm with. I'm working part-time. They're working full-time. Why can't I do more of the work at the house? Why can't I do the grocery shopping? Can't I fill the car full of gas or walk the dogs? Oh, thank God mine are sleeping. They'd have been already crying uh, to do that. So forgot I have to spell out some words. Why can't I take care of the children more? I have supper on the table. It's not stereotypical of gender. It's just I want to give a little bit more. And believe you me, being a domestic engineer is worth money. So, I mean, I'm, at, I'm putting value into the relationship. Why should I hire somebody to watch the kids when I'm sitting here working? For I don't. And there's no reason we can't do that. So it's a give and take, right? But don't marry a moron. Just because you love him. Oh, I love him. He's such a jerk, though. I don't like him. Don't marry this guy, this girl. They're not going to make you happy. And if you're supporting them, you are never going to be happy. It's always going to be a contention point. Money is a huge problem. Money, people break up over money all the time. So if you're marrying somebody that doesn't have a good style or lack thereof, and you are a great financial wizard, that's going to annoy the living to you, right? Because if they're not saving money and they're spending it, when something happens, guess who's got it for the cash? Oh, the roof fell in. The, 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 the foundation sprung, car broke down. That costs money. And if he's spending it all or she, you're opposite, and you're going to be paying everything. So try and find somebody not just with the same values, but the same financial values. Because if they put your financial future at risk, you're going to resent them. And it's really not loving who they are if you don't love them because they aren't like you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But how people spend money, who they are. So if you hate it, you're hating them for being who they are. The way they brush their teeth. It doesn't matter what it is. The way they eat, the way they clank the stupid little spoon on the side of the cup when they stir their coffee. Things will drive you nuts. Don't marry people will not be happy with long term. You can go on lots of dates, get to know, you can be engaged. It's not a soap opera. You don't have to meet, get engaged to marry somebody within a month. And you get pregnant doesn't mean you have to marry the person or because they get pregnant, you have to marry them. But that's something, that's a, that's a whole other topic. You did it, you raise it. But the fact is, if you don't get along, even if there's children or animals involved, let's be honest, they feel it. My dogs know when I'm upset, not anybody around. Kids know when you're upset. Kids retaliate against that or they become the same. So if you're with a person who's an alcoholic, one of your children might grow up to be one. If you're with someone who beats you, one of your children be that person or they might be the person that turns out to be you that gets beaten. So we're setting example. Marry somebody like you. Marry somebody that has your values. It doesn't matter what the cost is of dating someone because the cost of marrying someone is astronomical compared to dating. According to uh, the 2018 cost of love study from ratesupermarket.ca, the cost of a relationship, the ideas, is about $72,000. And that's up 8% from last year. This year will probably be up about 8 to 10% again. So you really want to know you're in it for the long, because I'm telling you what I could do with $72,000. Oh, I think about it now. Car, the motorhome. I'd buy a motorhome. I'd be in Florida tomorrow. I would be. I love vacationing in Florida. And no, not a 90-year-old. And I know it's a vacation spot for seniors, but I don't care. I love it. So when preparing for life's milestones, as well, like getting married, having a family, 
you have to consider your finances. Well, spending 45000 on a celebratory may make sense to one of you. The other person might go, listen, I'm not spending it on this vacation. I motorhome, drive to Florida, do this, and that's fine. That could be costly. I don't want to go on a big cruise. I don't want to trip around the world. I want to buy a home. Or I don't want to live in the city. I want to live in the county or the country. That's a big issue. I don't like the city anymore. I'm past that. If I want to go on the nightlife, get drink on, get my boogie on, get my karaoke on, my friends meet here, we have a few drinks, we, we get cab, we have fun, we come cab back. So we never drive. We never want to do that. And I don't have bars anymore. I'm just not into that lifestyle. I want it quiet. My sanctuary, right? So we have different lifestyles. That's tough. If you're an urbanite and you want in some of you are rural rats, it's not going to work, right? I like the county. I like the country. I could go further. Up. I'll smell cow poop all day long. I don't want to be in the city, right? I don't like the noise. But that's um, so. And then, of course, when you're getting married, you got a honeymoon. So you start off your life with a huge amount of money that you spent. Let's hope you don't start off in debt. Starting off in debt is a bad way to start. So as we are starting off because of that huge one-time expense, I hope it's one for you, the big wedding, um, 2013's Real Wedding conducted by The Knot, K-N-O-T, found that the average wedding in the U.S. cost 30000 and the uh, average wedding in, in Canada cost 45000 I'm all the bells and whistles. Some of you might be going, man, I only spent 20000 and you know what? Shopping online, you can get dresses a lot beautiful, gorgeous, done it. Um, and you can get discounts on honeymoons. You don't have Europe. You can go to Niagara Falls. You can go somewhere in Canada. You can go somewhere in the United States. It's going to be a lot cheaper. And you can save for your 25th wedding anniversary and go to your European trip, right? Because you're looking at to be 40000 right? And then you want to shop. So you can reward yourself. You can reward for coming this far geez, I'm going to get married and I'm going to have a wedding and I'm engaged and I'm having a great time, I can reward myself. You can apply for rewards credit cards and they earn you money back. Gas, groceries, points towards travel, things that help you save for your honeymoon. I have point systems. Metro, there's the superstore, there's shoppers. What else do I have? Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Air Miles. Liquor store takes it. Metro takes it. A lot of people take the air miles. They add up. You don't have to use it for a trip. You can purchase things off the site. So use that stuff. And if you don't like credit cards, Walmart has credit cards. You save on your discounts at the till. It doesn't have to be Walmart, by the way. But you use it at the till, then just pay it off. But you get the points, you get the free groceries, you pay. So there's lots of things you can do um, from different banks that you can get credit cards, earn rewards or certain point systems, miles cards. So find out what they are. And if you can get together, that's great too. If not, you can get them separate. But if you get them together and share the cards, and accumulate and you can use them together. If not, it's not a problem. You can still group your points up. So invest in the future together. So if you're looking forward to buying things together, a house, a condo, that, you might want to look into high interest saving options accounts or options for your money, GIC, FSAs, right? You might start a boost, get going, your RESP. It's never too late to educate yourself, by the way. And if you're thinking of having children, you might want to start with that. I got to get educating plans going. You, once you have children, you get, I think you still get your baby bonuses. It have to be your drinking money, single or duo. You have a kid. Now you're a duo or God more. You might have twins. Maybe you're a quadruple. But you can use the baby bonuses to invest for the kids. Excess money away of 10, 20 bucks a month for each kid in an account. 
uh, retire or uh, the Asian savings plans. And it's never too late to start for your own future RSPs. Disabled, look into your RDSPs. And I know I'm not explaining these acronyms, and I am a stickler for talk to your financial advisor. And yes, we talked about all this in past shows. So, and of course, as bonuses, make an agreement to put all the cash wedding gifts into some kind of account. Maybe for your honeymoon, maybe for your 25th anniversary dream vacation to Europe, maybe because you really want to start a family. So you might want to put that towards starting a family, buying the baby things, right? I'm wedding, let's buy the baby crib. But if you're in the United States, you don't have health care, you might want to put that aside for emergencies. In Canada, if you have health care, which we do, you certainly don't, nothing, not everything's you might want to consider an RDSP in case something happens. You become disabled. If you're an entrepreneur like I am myself and your your regular host, Kathy Cook Noble, has her company as well. So you have to look at your own insurance, protecting yourself because if something happens, we money. So money becomes important. How many of you have ever argued with your spouse and other about money? Well, you're not alone. It was a contention point for my relationship too. Couples argue. When you put couples and money together, you're bound to have a few spots. Did you know money is the number one issue married couples fight about? When it comes to marital problems, money fights are the second leading cause of divorce behind infidelity. Right? And if you cheated on your spouse, no one to blame but yourself. If you cheat on me, I don't have to accept your apology. I don't have to accept that it's the one thing. Some people can't get past it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And if you forgive spouse, there's nothing wrong with that. It's your choice. But don't use it against the time you get in a fight. You accept it and move on, or you don't accept it and you leave them. Those are choices. Same with the money. If you make more, you do not hold it over their head. I make more money, I make the rules you do. As I say, I'm telling you, they're not a slave. It'll never work. And if you're the one being belittled because you don't make as much money, then you need to decide if this is for you. So we're never going to go in a relationship and be equal. But you can make yourselves equal. I never threw anything in anybody's. And I, you know what? Of every relationship I've been in, I always made them more money. It's only boo, but I've always made more money. I never threw it in their face. I never saw it that way. I saw us as equal. But I did have expectations, especially with the last one. I expect you to do more at the house working. I never said anything because I'd do it myself, but it became a contention point. I'm working. I'm out there most of the time. I don't want to come home and have to do this and do that and run you around. And I don't live in town. So I got to run you around. I got happy to see me. I got dishes to fill, food to make, shower to have, things to get ready for the next day. Still work to do. We can be equal. It's a matter of whether you want to put the time in or not. So it's no secret that cultivating a solid marriage time and work. No matter how much you love your spouse, trying to merge your life, your money, your children, whatever, it can still be a bumpy but beautiful ride. So on that note, let's go into the last. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some mistakes that couples make and how we can make them into positive that will give us the longevity that we're looking for in a happy relationship. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, 
you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am Karen Cook, your guest host today on the Inspire Choices Network, and we are discussing the cost of being in a relationship or being single for the moment. So there are a few mistakes that we make when it comes to money and relationships, and we can avoid these mistakes. These are contention points. First one is keeping a separate bank account. <laughs> I don't care if you're making double or triple your spouse. Don't keep a secret bank account. If you keep a separate account, that's fine. But for crying out loud, don't make it a secret. Don't be hoarding money, hiding money. Tell them. I know we don't make the same amount of money. Discuss it. And by the way, the best time to discuss this is before the marriage. And you know what? I like to keep a bank here because this is like what I like to do with my money. And I'm saving for this or that. Or I invested here. Or I'm putting it into my future. Or I'm going to put it in a kid's account. There's nothing wrong with that. And so you come in with your own children and you might want to put some of that aside for yours and events. So it's okay to have a separate bank account, but please hide it from your spouse. You're in a partnership. Both of you need to be a part of the finances. So separating money, splitting bills, bad idea only leads to more money and relationships down the road. Second one, disagreeing about your lifestyle. Let's say you like to shop at the Goodwill, secondhand stores, non-brand name stores, and your partner is some kind of person. Nope, got to have the best. Can't wait till it goes on sale. Oh, new gaming system. Got to buy it now for a thousand bucks. Man, wait a year. It's half price. I get it, though. Guys and their toys. Right? I don't care. I, I, I mean, I don't have to buy brand things. I'm a cheapster. I just went to pay less, spent just about 200 bucks on four new boots. Well, three boots and I had to buy a pair of shoes. I never do this. Never go out, but I love Payless. I got the best pair of had in Florida at Payless. Can't match them to save my life. But went out there and I bought them. They were 40% off. So I felt really good about that. So, But some people might like $2 pairs of Nike shoes. That's not me. I go for warmth and comfort. I don't go for style. And you look nice, let's be honest. But if you like secondhand stores, and I do love them for certain things, you can buy gorgeous stuff there. There's nothing wrong. But if you can't compromise, it's an issue. How about personality differences? Opposites attract, similar stay together. If you like the bad boys, which I tend to like, uh, I hope they have some great news. So make sure that you discuss your issues. Talk about That's why we date, so we can nail out these issues. So newsflash, you're both on the same team. So work together. We already talked about number four, salary differences. Don't let it destroy you. It's not yours. It's not mine. It's ours. And it shouldn't matter who makes more money. Number five, committing financial unfaithfulness. 
Maybe your partner's not a saver. Maybe you're not a saver. Maybe you do open a side bank account, stash away cash, deceitful, right? Be open and honest about any finances, savings, investments, link into our future. Number six, letting your expectations get the best of you. You're a person you've gotten to know. That's why it's always best to become friends and date. Don't just jump into it because who is who they are. You're not going to change somebody because you want them to be who they're not. Accept who they are in months. Number seven, letting the kids run the show. Oh, dear God. Your kids need to be parented. Right? I mean, we don't parent our children. We let them do what they want when they want. It's going to be an argument. I know they might not. Maybe they're his. Maybe they're hers. You got to sit them down and discuss and charge and what they have to listen to. What are the rules? What are the boundaries? What are the times for the teams, the, the homework, the chores, the uh, whatever? Okay. So being together, couples and money, kids and animals, it all goes hand in hand. Marriage is a partnership. And if we try not to make these mistakes, we find common ground, we work on the solutions. Marriage and being a duo can be a wonderful, wonderful thing. So there are six steps, the last thing I discussed before we leave, to healthy finances in your relationship. Sit down and talk about your goals and values. Talk about that. Be open. I know money, do it anyway. Remove emotions from financial talk. Finances are fun. one and one is two. There's no emotion involved. That's just fact. This is what we have. This is what we owe. This is what, this is what we need. This is what we save. Boom, they're done. You want to go drink and want to buy a case beer, buy a video game, $200 pair, dollar pair of shoes. Once our finances are done, we can do that. It's not emotions. It's facts. Third one is come up with a plan to meet your goals. If you want a vacation, you want to have children, go for it. Plan for it. Fourth one, develop a system for finances that work for both of you. It has to work for us. Can't be my plan and you're just on board. Can't be yours and I'm on board. We have to say, you know, this plan, let's go for it. And you know what? Have a weekly financial meeting. Keep up on where you are. That's what you want. And above all, stay positive and be honest. You're a team. You have the same goals. You want each other to be happy. Team members can help each other out. We encourage each other. Or you know what? You set that team apart by being ne- negative, by blaming, by working against the common goals. If you always stay positive, you'll succeed as a team. Be encouraging. Stay focused. Don't blame. And make sure love is the foundation of everything you do. Okay. So don't give up. Give it everything you've got. Always try. If you're single right now, treat yourself. Have fun, joy, learn your, to know who you are. And if you're in a relationship, whether it's going well or not, use these tools. If it's going great, congratulations. If it isn't, try the tools before you throw in the towel. I promise you, if you're on the same page, it will work. On note, I end. And I wish you a very happy financially successful Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific. On-